Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Deutsche Bank Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook. You're with Stuart Haslam back from a couple of weeks of holidays talking to my friend and colleague Stephanie Holtzogen, our Chief Investment Officer in Asia Pacific based in Singapore. Stephanie, hi, how are you? Hi, Stuart. I'm very well. Welcome back from holidays. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's great to be back. And of course, so much to talk about with you, especially given the volatility we continue to see in the markets, given a variety of factors. Let's jump straight in. And I think one of the big, big factors, especially in Europe, um, that so many investors and market commentators are looking at is the French elections. We, you and I are speaking on a Friday here ahead of the weekend. And of course, the really important second round runoff on Sunday. What's your expectation? There. Yeah, well, the polling still continues to suggest that Macron will serve a second term, uh, which then will result in broad-based policy continuity um, in France and um, in terms of the European stance. So that would not leave a big mark uh, on markets other than most probably a bit of a relief because I feel that, um, you know, the uncertainty there and the potential you know, surprise is weighing on, on, for instance, euro dollar. Um, yeah, that said, a shock win for Le Pen cannot entirely rule, be ruled out, given there's still a high number of undecided voters. So it's definitely something to watch. Um, yeah. And we will be the first ones to digest in Asia, right? On Monday. Of course, of course you will. Monday morning is going to be really interesting off the back of that. Um, speaking of interesting, though, let's talk about some of the data points that we're going to see next week. And perhaps we'll flip first to the US. I know we've got some important ones coming our way. Um, what should our listeners be looking out for? Well, the highlight um, next week is the macro uh, data in the US. So there's key data coming that will inform the markets in regards to the underlying health of the US economy. And I think it's especially relevant as we had a lot of um, Fed speak over the last uh, couple of weeks, um, you know, looking at 50 basis point rise, maybe even 75 basis point rise um, in this uh, upcoming um, um, FOMC. So let's see how the data is holding up against that. Most importantly is Thursday, GDP growth for the first quarter in the US will be released. I've seen, uh, you know, some expectations that are even looking at below 1% annualized. Um, so then we have the core PCE deflator on Friday and also consumer confidence for April and Tuesday. And um, if that's not enough, uh, we also have a particularly important week for first quarter 2022 earnings in the US. So some 49% of the S&P 500 measured by market cap will report. And that also includes some prominent big uh, tech names. So if you just look at the results so far of the 67 S&P 500 companies that have disclosed their first uh, quarter results, 78% actually have beaten expectations uh, with consumer discretionary and communication services leading the pack. So it's it's, it's interesting. Um, we'll see how, how this continues and all eyes uh, onto the US this week. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, if the data points just from a macroeconomics perspective weren't enough, um, as you point out, 49% of S&P 500 companies reporting the Q1s. And I think, you know, a number of stocks, Europe companies uh, coming out uh, with their earnings next week. So it's a really important one. Um, can we flip back, if we could, Stephanie, to, to Asia Pacific? It's your part of the world. And, and we think about you know currencies. We think about um, what the Bank of Japan is doing um, with their key policy rates next week. Um, what are your expectations uh, in your part of the world? Yeah, let me start with the Bank of Japan, because I think it's, um, it's uh, you know, a 10% uh, depreciation in the yen is, uh, is definitely, you know, something where we were looking for some guidance uh, from the Bank of Japan. Um, they will be meeting on Thursday. And whilst, you know, there's an expectation that uh, policy rates will be kept on hold, um, maybe there will be some signaling in regards to how to respond to this sharp yen weakness. Um, but also, you know, if you look at the rest of Asia, um, when you um, look at, I was talking about the key data to inform about um, the underlying health of the economies, we also get uh, first quarter GDP data for South Korea and also Taiwan. And, um, you know, what is important for the central bank reaction function uh, everywhere is CPI. And there we get more information from Singapore and also CPI data from Australia. And to top it off, the, at the end of the week over uh, that weekend coming up, um, China will be reporting the manufacturing PMI for April. And um, most probably that could end up again below 50, but um, expectations are already quite uh, negative given that we all know that these COVID restrictions still weigh on the economic picture. So, um, but nevertheless, it's, it's, it's a week where we can kind of reconcile with the data is where the talk and the central bank reaction function have been so far. Yeah, really interesting, Stephanie. I mean, it sounds to me like this coming week uh, in terms of data points is one of the heaviest uh, that we've had for, for some time and, uh, and really important, isn't it, then, for investors to be thinking carefully about their positioning. Um, as they do that, Stephanie, and for the benefits of someone like me who's just come back, as we know, from a couple of weeks of, of holiday, I wanted to ask you a, an overall kind of picture question. There continues to be you know, high levels of inflation, um, commodity price swings. We're looking at this Q1 earnings season now in full swing. Can you help our listeners and, and help me come with a, a, an overall macro picture from a global perspective, um, given all of the, the things that we're talking about and the data points uh, that are coming our way? Well, actually, Stuart, whilst you have been away, the overall big bank macro backdrop hasn't uh, dramatically changed. So the way I scrutinize the data and, and the, 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 the speak from central bankers and also the central bank reactions against is still a backdrop where I, I would say the markets are stuck in this economic and geopolitical stalemate. So we still have, on the one hand, the Russia-Ukraine conflict. It is looking to be a long drawn out war. Um, we still have commodity markets, uh, you know, most probably remaining volatile. Supply chains disruption is still uh, on everybody's everyday's debate. Um, we still just debate a widening list of sanctions uh, to the extent where, um, you know, concerns remain still, whether maybe the ones imposing san sanctions will also impose economic cost on themselves as well as the target, um, you know, going back again and thinking Europe for, for going all energy imports from Russia, etc. 
And on the other hand, um, with everything that that implies, so higher inflation, as you said, we have that um, central bank reaction function where the growing risk is that they all get increasingly more hawkish. And I think the FOMC and the Fed is totally leading the pack uh, there where markets are now um, bracing for 50 or even 75 basis points um, rate hikes going forward. And this is the backdrop where, you know, all this data is measured against. And therefore, yeah, again, we with, with macro data is, is just an important point as to what everybody, including the central banks, is, is looking at and the path we're taking and whether there will be any relief uh, going forward, for instance, on the inflation side. And um, that's the way I, I, I look at the markets and um, the volatility will stay with us. So, um, you know, best to be cautious and uh, remain informed and continue to listen to this podcast. absolutely absolutely well look stephanie thanks so much it's great to be back and great to speak to you and obviously all of our listeners thanks so much for dialing in this has been your chief investment office weekly investment outlook with stephanie holtzogen and Stuart haslam thanks again for joining us and have a great week bye-bye this podcast may be considered marketing material the value of an investment can fall as well as rise and you might not get back the amount you originally invested The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank.